The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Do you remember reading children's books? I do. The picture books that had all the nice pictures and also a story? Oh yeah, they were always so nice and fun. Eh, were they? I don't know, I don't remember. Well, if you want to remember, you should probably listen to our podcast. What's our podcast? Our podcast is Rachel and Sam Read a Story. Sounds super nice and friendly all the time. (laughs) All the time. I'm Rachel Bieber. And I'm Sam Gash. And we are the people who do Rachel and Sam Read a Story. On Mondays on the Nerdist School Network. The Novice and Frank present a comic book podcast. Welcome. Look at that look at that sigh. Like I was tired of this. I'm excited about this. Welcome everybody back to the Novice and Frank. It's 2017. 2017. That's and guess right. what, Frank? What's that? Guess how many of these we've this is our 20th oh my issue. Gosh. Can you believe it? Issue 20. I It's a good issue. I was playing dumb because uh, I knew it was and I have a special guest here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Stanley is going to be joining us. No, he's not. Oh my gosh, where Stan? <laughs> we could just keep this going the whole time. It's like he's shy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's shy. Everyone, he's not going to talk. Excelsior! <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, Mr. Lee. Which would be great if we had Stanley agree to be a guest, but uh, I will sit in the room with you for an hour. But okay. I will not say anything. That's right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> awesome, like, Stan. Just happy I'll to have you. I'll be there, and inspire you with my presence. <laughs> I will um, be on my phone, uh, sending out tweets to people. But yeah, I will right. Not engage you. Stanley tweets. I think so. He's got a Twitter account. Yeah. I but do you think it's like something old. like tweeting in the name of Stanley? I like to think that it's him. I don't know. He might have like a grandchild or something that does that for him or like an assistant. Like, all right. How busy would you have to be in your life before you, uh, when you would to get, to get to the point where you turn your Twitter account over to somebody else? Like, all of a sudden, tweeting was just too much of a, a time suck. In your you life. know, I will answer that after we sing our theme song. Ooh, that's what we call a tease. <laughs> oh, tease. Or a cliffhanger. I was going to be like, oh, segue. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's not. That's a, yeah, tease. We'll, yeah, we'll call a that tease. a tease. No, a tease. Ooh. All right. Can we do it? Let's do it. <laughs> ding dong, ding dong. 2017 is knocking on the door. Hello. I'm here. Come in. I'm so glad that you murdered your brother, 2016. I'm so glad that you're here, 2017. Get that other fucking guy out of my life. We've got awesome comics to talk about before we're going to do that. We're going to look back at 2016 and <laughs> rifle through its dead pockets. <laughs> we just got real morbid. What we're trying to say is this the best of 2016 with the novice and, and Frank. Frank. <laughs> right, filter through dead 2016s. I think anybody listening to this, at least that is acquainted with the year 2016, is like, yeah, kill yes. that, kill that SOB. A lot of, uh, yeah, what a great way to come into the show is talk about uh, all the terrible deaths that happened at the end of 2016. Oh my gosh, it was rough. But we read some great stuff. Yes. We talked I- about some great stuff. And I guess we should first say, like, hey, everybody, if you're huge fans, we're the Novice and Frank. That's right. We're I'm really... Frank. I'm the Frank of the show. That's right. He knows everything about comic books. And I'm Amanda. I'm the Novice of the show. And I still have opinions, even though I don't know stuff. Uh, I know some things about things. <laughs> I just, I, but I'm learning. I just have opinions about stuff. So I know nothing. I'm a dum-dum. <laughs> <if> you're joining <laughs> us. I'm just, like, setting women's lib back so many 
years. <laughs> no, I'm well informed about things, but I'm learning. This is a process. So if you're new to us in 2017, usually we do an intro and intro song, but we're just jumping at the bit because it's been weeks since we've seen each other. Yes, the holidays. That's I mean, right. that's like much like everybody else, like in Los Angeles. We are recording this at uh, the Meltdown uh, Podcast School. Excuse the Meltdown. <laughs> we're melting, recording this at Meltdown Comics in the Nerdist Podcast. The Nerd School, School podcast, podcast booth. booth. There it is. Whew, Kicking man. the dust off, everybody. Yes. It's amazing. There you go. This is what happens when you go and you spend time with family. You come back and your brain's like, oh. <laughs> I can't even have that excuse. I'm just, oh. <laughs> As a regular status quo. Well, you spent more time with your kid. That's going to make your brain mushy, right? <sighs> a little bit? Yeah, too much. No. Oh, boy. She's what the best. She's super cute. Mm, well, that's debatable. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the worst. Um... <laughs> So yeah, so we're going to talk about comic books, but uh, this particular episode, we're going to be recapping 2016 and talking about some new stuff, what we're reading now, and I want to yeah. know like, what you read over their holiday break, mm-hmm. and you have some toys here that you bought that we can discuss. Oh, yes. Um, but we had a cliffhanger yes. question before I made us uh, jump back into our theme song, which was... Uh, how famous would you have to be before you would hand off your Twitter account to somebody to tweet in your name? Not... Uh, I would have to be, I mean, famous enough that I, like, didn't, I think famous, maybe not. Busy, yeah. If I could not have email, if I could eradicate email from my life entirely, I would do it. Really? Really. I really would. Just what the, the fact of receiving email, sending out emails, all of it, just none. Yeah, it's exhausting. I feel like when I leave work, I go home and I, sh- I mean, my I have thousands of emails right now. Because, and I'm not even popular. I just have like a bunch of, I like to keep everything like, this is partially my problem, is that now I have like eight different email accounts because I have like one for the novice and Frank, one for my like, you know, um, that was like my personal account. It still is, but it's gotten so spammy that even when I like filter stuff, there's so much spam in there. And then I have like my professional account with my name. And then I have like my Warner Brothers work account. So everything is so... It's just like so segmented that it piles up and I get really overwhelmed. So if I could – Nick Offerman, I, I listened to a podcast with with him on actually the Nerdist podcast. He was talking about how his goal in life, like he and his wife, they want to just get rid of email. They just don't want to not have it because it's – I think it's stressful to – you go and you work all day and then you come home and you're working still because you have to like check email. Uh, well, speaking of that, just to look at my phone right here. If you're to look at my uh, emails right here, my little my, my little mail icon on my iPhone. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How many? What, what do you think the number would say? Where? Okay. Do you have your promotions show up as well, or just your like? Is it just your inbox? Because mine, I, I can't get my promotions to turn off. I I assume it's just my inbox. Okay. Yeah. How many email addresses do you have on your phone? Well, just how many emails do I have right here that I should be going through? But I mean, like, well, none because we're talking. You oh, should go true. through your email at all right ah, now. But like, murmur. But like, if you, so do you have just the one email address? That is it. On your phone. Okay. 56. 56. Yeah. That's very close. Man, God, it's so close. So, I mean, I'm surprised. You didn't see this? No. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, my total is 74,003. Really? There you go. Oh, my gosh. See, does that not drive you? Oh, you have 31 missed calls. Yeah. How many of those are me being like, Frank? <laughs> How many texts do you have? Uh, 414. No. Yes. No there wonder you, you never respond to text messages in a timely yeah. manner. So He doesn't. Uh, but, there, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a garbage person. What? I How do you? That. Uh, How is that even possible? It's just, you know, you know, because some of it you just kind of like scroll through. Are they group texts? Some are group texts. Some are regular. You got to turn off the, you got to like do the thing where it doesn't buzz and notify you every time you have a new group text. Oh, no? 
No, because that way if you're in a group text with six other people and all of them think they're hilarious and you come back to your phone and you're like, 900 new text messages. Yeah, lots of bits. You lose so many bits. And we have very funny friends, but like, it's exhausting. So you turn on, it's like a do, what's it called? Do not disturb. Do you know what I'm trying to talk about, Trevor? I think so. Yeah, yeah it's like a do, sense. it's like a do not disturb. You turn it on and so you'll still get the text messages, but it isn't going to like buzz and pop up as a new one every single time. Which is true because there are times for my improv uh, team mm-hmm. where something will come up and they'll get on at a nice little bit run and yeah. my phone is like I'm like oh, what is going on guys? I can't believe that well I need to find a better way of getting in touch with you than, and I can't email call or text <laughs> so I don't know, like smoke signals or what when I need you urgently that's we right. need our own bat signal oh that's right send out the Nows and Frank signal yeah the NNF <laughs> yeah because I know some there are some people that would see like a number like this and it drives them bonkers yeah They're like how can you do this I couldn't I couldn't have that kind of number on my People do that to me, and mine is like a sixth as bad as you. Well, I have like, th- well, I don't know how many, how many did you say you have? I have 74,003. Uh, 74, yeah, <laughs> yeah, mine's like <laughs> 4,000 that shows up, and it drives me, it drives me crazy. I hate it so much, but it, I feel like I'm waiting, like I'm waiting through emails, and we're just we're like, I didn't, okay, so maybe this is on my mind because I forgot my phone at home today. Mm. So all day, I've been all like weird and paranoid and, you know, we had already set this. So we'd already set this date and I still emailed you to be like, if anything changes, email me because I don't have my phone. <laughs> like, you know, so I just, I hate it. I hate email. And so. But how was it not having your phone with you today? Was it free? Yeah, it is kind of because, um, and there are other things like I'm doing, dealing with this thing with my apartment. So I'm like awaiting a call from them. I'm kind of just like, you know what? People lived this long without being that accessible. I long for the days. I long for it. You know, it's one of those where they, uh, if you do like time travel uh, films or TV shows, whatnot, and they go back to, you know, like the 40s or something like that, and they're like, oh my gosh, this, we got to get used to the time change and stuff. For me, it'd be like if I went back into like the 80s, I'd be like freaking out. Like if I couldn't have like something like this. How do you prove people wrong instantly when they're wrong? Yes. It's like when you so- don't have... Google on your phone. I know. You can't be like, those aren't the lyrics. They're this like, person didn't sing that. What? I mean, I can't immediately yeah, fact check something right now. Or <laughs> if I'm bored, I just can't immediately pull this out and just keep myself occupied. What? I can't right, do this? Right. And I do make effort, an effort now, too. Like, if I'm standing in line, because it's become such a habit, just pull your phone out and, and check it. So if I'm, like, standing in line someplace or eating, you know, dinner or whatever, it's kind of... It's like, do you guys have a Wi-Fi connection? They're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, that's all right. That's fine. Because I have books on my iPad that I can, or comic books that I can read. But don't you think less of places that don't have Wi-Fi? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of like, get, get your shit together. But, right, it's, but it's also, but it's like a free pass for me. I'm like, well, like for me today. I'm like, well, if I don't answer calls or text messages or Instagram or whatever, it, I'm, I got an excuse. My phone's not on me. Yeah, I'm forced and like, not to be part of the world. Yeah, I'm like, I could do this every day. You just give me, forget your phone? Yeah, every day. I could just go phoneless. But then my emails would look like yours. And or you could just, you know, you could just delete the email off your phone. Just delete that icon, oh. so you can only re- you only look at it when you're at home. Mm. That would drive you crazy. Because then, then if you need something, then you want it to have it be right there. Yeah, I don't know. I just, but I don't enjoy it. So I think the very roundabout way of answering your question. At some point, we'll talk about comic books. Yes. The very roundabout way of answering your question is that I don't know that I'd have to be super famous, but I think that the way that like. I think the way that Obama does it is cool, which is that people tweet for him on the White House account, and when he is tweeting directly, he signs it like POTUS. Hmm. You know, I think that's cool. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> well, you like well, have other your, people. <laughs> how would you sign off on it on somebody else's tweet that you uh, that you authorize? Like I'm doing this tweet. Um, I 
sign it. Uh, Barnsey? <laughs> Barnes. That's what people call me. Really? Yeah, that was I, my nickname in high school. I'll get I, out of here. Men just take it upon themselves to call me by my last name, abbreviated slightly. And I'm like, oh, cool. I guess we're pals now. All right, friend zone. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. But, uh, but yeah, like I, yeah. So, maybe Barnsey, I don't know. Um, for this, I'd be like, novice. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm really original. <laughs> How busy would you have to be to have somebody take over your Twitter account? I, uh, I mean, you know, I feel like I don't embrace Twitter as much as I do. I usually more more often than not use it for, for promotional. That's what I do. Yeah, me too. And I feel like I probably should. Uh, if you want to really build a following, I think you got to do more than just promo. A lot of engagement. Stuff. Yeah, you gotta. I mean, if people do tweet at me for some reason, you know, my my, my various fans, because <laughs> I'm blowing up <laughs> kind so of, big. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I will. I uh, directly thank them and stuff, and I think that's great. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I recently, I guess, my big milestone for Twitter is that I finally have more people following me than I'm following people. Well, see, I try very hard to always have that be the case, um, but I'm like, I can just follow people willy nilly. But I also think that sometimes when you follow people, you get followers. Yeah. Which is weird. I don't do like the follow for follow thing, but at this point, I'm considering taking down Facebook and having Instagram and Twitter. Because for whatever reason, just for promotion, like you said, and for whatever reason, I find them so much easier to handle. It's like I, I handle images very well. And usually, like, the stuff that sets me off on Facebook is, like, stupid rants. And, you know, that drives me crazy. I'm like, first of all, nobody cares. It's like, it's like shoes off eating cookies. I'm like, nobody gives a fuck. Like, why did you take your time to get on and tweet that? But also, like, ridiculous. Why oh, are you guys laughing at me? Oh, I thought maybe you had your shoes off and were eating cookies, and I was going to turn around and be really embarrassed. Like, what are the odds? Um, or, you know, or just people that are just kind of like hate-mongering, like in these big, long... T- and it drives me a little crazy. So it's a lot harder... I feel like it's harder to hate-monger in under 140 characters. And, Very true. And it's harder to hate-monger, like, with, uh, with photos. Usually it's... I've, I've done this experiment with friends of mine. I'm like, all right, if you have both, open your Facebook and open your Twitter, or open your Facebook and open your Instagram... And in your Twitter, especially 2016, bringing it back around, it's like you, the, every other thing is a political rant. Whether it's I agree with it or not, a lot of anger. And you open your fate in your your uh, Instagram, and it's like people's kids, or you know, here's this really nice sunset, or here's this like yeah, you funny don't see using Instagram to really muster up a political rant. Yeah, you can't. And if you do it, if if it is, it's usually like a powerful image. Which again, whether I agree with it or not, I'm like, well, I can respect that image that it says something so strong that I get it without words, you know, or with very few words. So I think maybe growing up more with Facebook too has taught me to curate my Instagram. Mm. So like on Instagram more recently, I'm like, you know, I'm going to start like actually, I used to just follow people that I knew. And now I follow people that I don't know in real life. And it's led me like, especially here, like when you're talking about, sometimes you guys have mentioned artists in here. And I go, I know that name. And it's because I follow them on Instagram and I'm seeing their stuff all the time. You know, so it kind of helps me get familiar with their style and their work. So, yeah, that was a long roundabout tangent, but that's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) How was your Christmas? Uh, It was great. Uh, (laughs) As as we were talking about comics, but also some pop culture elements there. Uh Uh, Did you see Star Wars Rogue One? I haven't. Mm, I haven't, okay. and I was like, I was excited about it, and I just, I just hadn't done it. I was traveling for. Of um, course, you're, you know, a woman of the world. I'm a, I'm a worldly woman. That's yes. right. Gypsy spirit. Hashtag spirit junkie. Hashtag life. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, okay. Guys, punch right. me if I ever, <laughs> if I ever tag anything with that. Um, 
uh, yeah, so I I didn't get to I didn't get to see Rogue One. Um, I didn't. Uh, did you see it? I did. How? What'd you think of it? I uh, I think I liked it better than Force Awakens. I still had some okay. issues with it, but I also think that I think it's harder with Force Awakens because you, at least for me, you and I think maybe many people, you bring in so many expectations because uh-huh. that is the next story in this you know series. Right. So I think you bring in a lot of expectations about what you want from the characters and where you want the story to be. So and whether it matches that or exceeds it or doesn't reach what you're hoping for kind of affects how much you appreciate it. And this one you I mean you did I don't you didn't have that as much like investment going in. You wanted it to be a fun story, but you didn't have that like oh my gosh, this really so important. Yeah, I guess for me the reason I didn't I didn't feel a sense of urgency like with the you know, with The Force Awakens, I, like, got my tickets in advance when they, you know, right when they went on sale and I went, you know, like to a late showing and, and I did all that. And this one I was a little confused. I was like, I don't know what to ex- – I didn't know what to expect. And sometimes that's the best way to see a movie, I think, is, like, without any expectations. But I didn't have the urgency that I did, like, with the other one. I was like, yeah, I'll see it. You know, I'll probably enjoy it. It'll be fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, it's uh, – without giving anything away, I feel like they want to – I think – they want you to feel like this. There's emotional attachments amongst this crew that is assembled to go on this mission. But I felt like the the, the problem with that is the beginning of the film did so much of uh, assembling the band, so to speak, uh-huh. that I that when they try to make you believe that there's this emotional attachment and connection between two characters, like man, you only met like a day ago. Yeah. So you yeah. know, uh, I would have I would have liked it better if we would have just started off and they'd all been d- assembled. Start in the middle of the story. Yeah, and yeah. so you're already together, and you've been together for how long? But you already know that we're already seeing you having these relationships, so that when at the end, when you know th- the stakes are high, we can feel these emotional connections mm. and you know the the cho- choices that characters make. It has a lot more impact because you feel like, wow, these characters are so close and they're making these choices. Yeah. So that's my only, that was kind of my, yeah. but beautifully shot though. There's some really cool sequences and stuff in so there. So still we're seeing, I've heard super mixed things, like friends of mine that are, that are huge fans of kind of, are kind of split down the middle. It's, I don't know. It's, it's uh, interesting. And then I think once I saw that, I was like, all right, <laughs> it just, it didn't make me like need to see it. But honestly, if, I don't know. I, mean, I think if you went and saw it with that mindset, I think you'd walk out saying, ah, that was a good film. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll really enjoy it. And I will see it still while it's in theaters. I just I haven't gotten to see it yet. It's been a little crazy at home. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So much going on. Look at you. But good uh, recommendation. What We saw what superhero movies did we see this year. We saw um, Doctor Strange. Yes. Yeah. We saw that together, guys. We did. It was a super party. Look at that. This is the year that I discovered Doctor Strange, which is cool. Yes. I learned a lot this year. Uh, uh, look at you. Let's look at you. Let's look at back in the journey of the novice yeah, in 2016. Let's, let's, let's do it. This is a, this is a <laughs> retrospective there. I learned all kinds of stuff. So all right, uh, what, what is one thing that you learned this year? Uh, I learned that there are m- multiple Earths. <laughs> and that once you start going down that rabbit hole, it's very confusing. Uh, I, I like that it's said as a statement of like a fact. fact. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just there fact. are so uh, many there Earths. Books, there's multiple Earths. <laughs> Lots of Earths. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's it's been uh, it's been great. I've learned sort of so far like what I like, and you know, kind of towards the latter part of the year, I got introduced to more superheroes that I the stories that I've enjoyed, and kind of delved more into that because, you know. We talked about it before, but one of my big, I think, trepidations kind of getting started was, like, I just tiptoeing around the superhero, 
realm. I was like, sure, I'll read these dark stories about vampires and orphans and <laughs> all these different things, these possessed people, but and this, you know, funny stuff. But for me, tackling the superhero genre is so overwhelming. It has been. So it's been nice to kind of familiarize myself with that a little bit and then learn a little bit about like what I like, what I don't like. I just started reading, um, I was talking to Trevor about this, but I just started reading on Miles Morales because my Uh-oh. brother, um, the ultimate Spider-Man, yes. if you will. And I love it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love it so much that I was, re- I was reading it and I think it was in like the end of, I was reading them in volumes. So I read the first two volumes and like the beginning of volume three and then I had to go home. So I couldn't finish, okay. which is sad. But um, I liked him so much that during one of them when they brought Peter Parker and I was like, oh, this guy, like bring back Miles Morales. Like, <laughs> I just, I like his his voice so much better. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, yeah, it was interesting that they actually made that big attempt in the Ultimate Universe to kill off Peter Parker and mm-hmm. have Miles Morales step in and replace him. And I felt like that was a cool move by Bendis to take a character uh, in such a radically different direction that he did with Spider-Man and Peter Parker and then bringing in Miles Morales. And I think you can see the popularity of that, that when Marvel did their big Secret Wars crossover, Miles Morales is one of the characters that was from a different universe that they wanted to make sure that they were like, nope, this guy still has a relevant place in the Marvel Universe, so let's make sure that he still stays uh, in part of our publishing scope when we do this whole big cosmic reshuffling. Yeah, well, and what's funny is that, so for me, this was my first solo Spider-Man reading. Interesting that you, it's not Peter Parker, but it's Miles Morales. Isn't that weird? So I think there's something to that. There's, I'm like, maybe... And probably generations younger than me, but I think if there's there are people like me that are getting into the comic books for the first time, that could be their first Spider-Man, which so, is funny. Is that funny to you? That's interesting. Yeah. So I, it's not so much funny as like thinking like a, a younger person uh-huh. getting into comics, but thinking but now looking at the context of somebody that's just more newer to uh-huh. comics. Yeah. All of a sudden, embracing that is like their first experience with Spider-Man. So Miles yeah. Morales is your Spider-Man. For me, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I'd seen the Spider-Man movies, and I've seen we. I mean, he pops up in Civil War. He does. And House of M. Uh, yeah, he is in House of, House of M as well. So those were kind of my only glimpses of Spider-Man in a in a literary mm-hmm. context. So always in a big ensemble so for peter parker to come into miles morales for me miles morales is the story and peter parker is like secondary he's like he's you know? a boat anchor that's like oh, don't be such a white blanket <laughs> well and then, I, and then i ended up being glad i was like oh, okay i like him <laughs> even though i don't understand like part of what's going on but i thought it was really handled nicely with that run so i'll probably keep reading that run because i really enjoyed what i read of it oh nice which is cool um, so I met Spider-Man, uh, <laughs> met some cool people, met Jim Lee this Yes, year. look at that. And, uh, Grant Morrison and all kinds of cool folks. So th- what your little foray so far in this year to kind of do more in comics, has this gotten you more excited about the medium? Yeah. As we're in 2017 now? Yeah, it made me, it made me want to pick up my blog again because the whole, this whole thing started with the blog where I was essentially reviewing and and writing about comic books and then we started this and I was like well talking with people is fun so I just kind of dropped the (laughs) blog but it made me kind of want to pick it up and write more about it because I think that you know there's so much that in and do videos you know like do a video that's like here's a this is an issue single issue versus a trade paperback versus an omnibus versus whatever because that takes it's that's weird it's one of those things people don't tell you this should be really easy but it's taken me like months and months to I think I still call things by the wrong names Sometimes. Well, all right. So you have a single issue. Mm-hmm. So that's a single. Uh-huh. And then if you do a collection, mm-hmm. what would you call that? 
a collection like say collects issues uh, one five, through six. Yeah, one through six. A volume. There you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah volume one of a trade or a trade yeah. or a trade or a trade trade and trade paperback are the same, right? Correct. What if it's a trade hardback? That can a hardcover. It can also be just call it a hardcover. Yeah, so okay. like a hardcover collection, and usually, yeah, well, mostly, but more often than not, hardcover collections are going to be for you know, like a trade like might be issue, edi- like actual like limited edition or special. or well, like a like a trade could collect issues one through six uh, for volume one, and then volume two of that trade collects issues like seven through twelve, and then they come out a little bit later with a hardcover of those first twelve issues, but all collected together, a nice big hardcover. Okay, they do that a lot. Uh, Marvel was doing something for a while when uh, they would release a hardcover version of the first six issues, okay. and then come out, you know, four months later with a softcover version of the trade. Oh, just like they do with like novels. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they were doing that for a while, uh, and then then later on they'd collect multiple co- multiple uh, volumes of those trades into a nice hardcover, uh, and then if you collect multiple versions of all those trades or hardcovers, then you get like an omnibus. So an omnibus can be, I've only ever seen an omnibus as like a big ass giant volume of volumes. Yes. So an omnibus is not necessarily one single book. An omnibus could be, here's a collection of three big books that are, that is a single omnibus. Yes. Or are uh, they omnibuy? Are they like multiple omnibuses? I, want omni- I just omni-buy. want an omnibus. Yeah. Because um, uh, you could do it all of one series or uh-huh. you could do it of one story. So it would be uh, far reaching. Like, you know, Marvel's done, Marvel omnibuses. Uh, like for Atlantis Attacks or oh, okay. Secret Wars 2, where they collect all or um, all by different writers and artists and stuff. Yeah, they collect all thing. the stories into one big huge volume. Okay, so what do you call the thing that I just bought? Uh, multiversity. Multiversity. What yes. is that? That is so that's, that's by just, Grant Morrison, yeah. and that basically is all of these stories by different people, including different artists. Yeah, the same writer, but different artists. Same writer, different artists. That is basically this exploration of all the stories of the different universes. Yeah, that that is just a hardcover collection. Hardcover collection. Yes. Okay. So, uh, as opposed to the trade, waiting for the trade, the trade paperback version of that would just be like the soft cover version of that. Okay, so if you have like single issues of Punk Rock Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then you buy a paper, but then that's the then that's the um, paper the trade paperback. trade paperback. And then if you buy one that's that's newer, that's like here are all of these extra sketches and bonus material. What do you call that? That would just be like probably the hardcover collection. What if there's a hardcover collection and then they re-release another hardcover collection that has bonus material in it? It would still be another, just uh, another, hardcover. yeah, another hardcover collection. I feel like the only reason you go from like a like a hardcover <coughs> to like an omnibus or an absolute edition is uh, like an absolute edition is different for DC at least because they're uh, increasing the the size, okay, of it, getting it closer to the original page sizes, and then oh, that's so, like the big ass coffee table books, like the like Sandman. Yes, exactly. Like the that absolute is, edition. That is an absolute. So the big giant hardcover versions of Sandman that are huge for like the top of your coffee table is a it is an ultimate edi- what is it called? Absolute edition. Absolute edition. And that's just really for DC. The DC just one DC. Really calls, it, calls it the absolute edition. Okay. Um like like uh, IDW, they uh-huh. did a version of uh um uh the Parker novels that uh Dwayne Cook did. So they first originally came out in like small, like it's like almost like that big, a little bit bigger than like a trade paperback. Like you were, if you're, um, I'm sorry, like a, like a just a paperback for a book. Like uh-huh. if you're reading like the since Parker was more just like mystery novels and stuff. Uh, it's a little bit bigger than that, but it's all illustrated. 
And then they did a collection where they collected uh, a bunch of them together in the Martini edition, mm. which was their version of the Absolute, where larger scale, you know, a nice, real big hardcover, like a, you're putting it within a nice sleeve that you're putting it in. So that's kind of up to the publisher and to an extent, like the creators, right? It's like what they call that edition. Yeah. So if I, like, I've had my eyes peeled now from like, please just make a giant Why the Last Man nice huge edition like with all of them in like a cool case ah. bye like that's what i really want and i keep looking for it and it, they've got now these big hardcover editions but that's i want the whole i want like the whole collection with like bonus stuff so if it, so say for instance if they made that yes and they called it like the missing chromosome or whatever like that you'd be like the missing chromosome collection or yeah. edition or there whatever and that would be that so they could pretty much call it whatever they wanted to so, oh yeah, for that because I imagine like for the packaging for that, would you do something where it's like a, like a giant Y, so that you have like a, oh you know, that'd be awesome two. that'd be pretty cool. I hadn't thought about that. You got to get on that. All right, call yes, them. Call that's them. Our, all right, Vertigo. There you go. I got an idea on how to repackage this. Yeah, the giant Y, the, the giant Y edition. So if they did, yeah. So if they did that, for instance, yes. so would that even though it would be like sculptural or whatever, the display would be called like the giant Y edition or the giant Y collection. I guess the addition. Addition. Yeah. Okay. That should be interesting. Yeah. To see like a giant Y on your <laughs> coffee table or your desk in your office. Uh-huh. Uh, with all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I'm. Okay. Great. So this is why we need a video because in this video I could like hold up all these examples and be like, this is what this is and this is what this is. This is a variant cover. This is how variant covers get made. So that's the dream. So maybe you guys can look forward to that in 2017 yeah, if that. I can get my butt moving. There you go. See. Um, but then you know, just you know, rely on the audience. You know, like you know, their imagination. You know, it, I just mime everything. I'm like, here's a video to it, and I just hold up air. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is awful. Space work, comic books. Um, yeah, so uh, looking back on titles that you really enjoyed in 2016, mm-hmm. uh, I would assume I'm going to just uh, throw out one title for you, Lazarus. Yeah. That's still your bread and butter? You know, I still love Lazarus and I'm still I'm still keeping up with it. I love Bitch Planet. Ooh. I feel like Bitch Planet has like changed my life. I feel like I would go, if you're like, go get a tattoo on Sunset Boulevard right now, I get a tiny little NC on my angle as like non-compliant. All right. Well, uh, there happens to be a tattoo shop right next to Meltdown. Oh, so. my gosh. What have I done? Look at that. Guess where we're going after this podcast is done. Oh, man. But it's so – that's one of the few books – I mean, I I think it's it's interesting every time. The characters are relatable. It's action. It The art is cool. The, they do, um, you know, like letters to the editor and have guest writers at the end of every issue, and I read every bit of it. I don't ever – I'm not like, I don't care what they have to say. Like, I read – Cover to cover, I read it. Oh, nice! And um, and when I see there's a new one, I'm like, yay! I get all excited. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'm still in- really enjoying Lazarus, but um, but Bitch Planet makes me want to like fight someone. Oh, in a good way. Yeah, in a good way, in a good way. Um, so I think that's and it's just really unique and great. Still love Lazarus. Um, I enjoyed Velvet. Yes, which you'd recommended. I liked Velvet a lot. Um. Like what else? Oh, did you read anything new this year that you really enjoyed? Uh, I enjoyed the fix by uh, oh, Nick Spencer. Oh yeah, the yeah. Fix was fun. I enjoyed yeah. that. Uh, I, I like where that's been going. Uh-huh. So I've enjoyed that. Uh, you know, I know it's hard because most of this, a lot of this stuff isn't new for you. Um, but but, uh, but talking about like DC Rebirth, that was one of the biggest things that happened this year. Mm-hmm. So in terms of getting more excited about DC's publishing line, which I you know, haven't felt since the New Fifty Two came out back in you know, two thousand twelve. Yeah. So. Uh, it's been nice to be more excited. I'm still, 
it's you know not it, not as great as I want, but still a better. step in the uh, better than it was. Yeah. So I'm I'm happily happy to take that. Uh, you know, they're still like, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it, they're going in the right direction. So I'm hoping that it will continue to go that way. Cool. Uh, and I surprisingly, if you would have told me, uh, you know, GCU a couple years ago that I'd be buying almost all of DC's superhero comics right now, I would. You know, say, get out of here. Get out of here. That? But, I mean, for the most part, I'm pretty much buying almost all of them. So. Great. And how do you feel, how's the year been for Marvel? I, uh, uh, you know, I felt like, you know, I read Civil War, I finished Civil War Two, and it came out, the last issue came out uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Okay. Uh, so the big ending to Civil War Two, and I don't know, it was just kind of a dud. Uh. You know, I don't, I don't, it's like they just use this as an excuse to put Tony Stark in the box for a while uh, until they decide to, you know, pull him out again for whatever special event. So so. It kind of feels kind of sort of contrived. Uh, yeah, and it's just like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had, you know, uh, Riri Williams and Doctor Doom uh, both take on different aspects of Iron Man and, and try to do something with that character. It's just a different way of looking at it for a while. And what happened to Tony Stark specifically, and, like, even they couldn't say, mm. like, when in... <laughs> in a comic book, if you have one of the smartest people in the DC at the Marvel Universe looking at Tony Stark and saying, you know, I can't even begin to tell you what's wrong with him, and I don't know what I should do, or just gonna, it's going to take a long time. Uh, it's like then you guys don't know. You that's just your way of saying like, you know, we don't know, and we're just going to keep him out of you know out yeah. of stories for a while. Uh -huh. So. I uh, just enjoy this. So he's in a box uh, right now. He's in like a literal box. He's in a literal box that's just keeping him alive. He's not dead. He's so like to speak. comatose. I guess. Yeah. They even even say specifically said like what his deal is. He was in a big fight with Captain Marvel. Uh, I don't want to spoil this for you if you're. Uh, uh, that's, I mean, you're selling it pretty hard, so yeah, I'm gonna go buy it immediately yeah. after this. Uh, he's in a big fight <laughs> with Captain Marvel or their ideals, where it's just all about like this new inhuman has the power to you know see the future. So then it becomes about profiling people. Well, you know, can you yeah, can you okay. arrest somebody? You know, it's let's like, like a minority, minority report. report. Yeah, jinx. Yeah, can you arrest somebody for something that they may do? Right, without uh, certainty that even if you think they're certain that they will. Yes, uh, because it, the debate becomes like, is this the absolute future or is this just a possible future? Right, and nobody knows for sure. But uh, Captain Marvel thinks like, hey, no, this is this is the future. So we need to use that predictive justice is uh, um, necessary. It's uh -huh. going to save so many more people in the long run. And right. even if we do get the occasional wrong thing, uh, you know, the ends certainly justify the means. So, and Tony Stark says, you know, this is his rationale is like, I need to work hard to stop you from doing this because even though I trust you, what happens when you're not here anymore? And who is the person that fills your shoes? Oh, yeah. And they don't have your integrity. Right. Uh, so how can we, if we start this ball rolling and all of a sudden you're not there to, to keep to it where it's at. Right. Yeah. Huh. Where could this lead us? So he was pushing back so hard because he didn't. And I felt like that was that was only an element that was brought out in the very last issue. Oh. And I felt like that was you frustrating. Have known that be, from the get-go. Yeah. Because I was to, like, that's interesting. I think that's yeah. an interesting idea. But not if you save it. You just like back pocket the entire motivation. Yeah, entire. where he basically, Tony Stark, the whole miniseries, is like, no, this is wrong, this is wrong, we shouldn't be doing this, I'm a futurist, where, you know, I, we shouldn't be doing this, and it wasn't until the end that you all of a sudden, like, okay, this is a, a justifiable rationale for why he was so entrenched in his viewpoint. Huh. Yeah. So, at the end, they get into a big fight, uh, Captain Marvel, like, hits him really hard, <laughs> while his shields are kind of faltering on his armor, and, yeah. like, his armor blows up, and he's still there, but he like his body just like shuts down. 
And uh, Hank McCoy, the Beast, reveals like, oh, he's done so many surgical body modifications to his his body throughout the years in terms of his armor and his relationship with it that we can't even tell you what's happening with his body right now. Which I'm like, <laughs> what? Ugh, come on. That's terrible. <laughs> so it, it it was a very disappointing series to me. Okay. Yeah, it did not have like the sort of impact that the first <coughs> one did. And I think the, the first one, story-wise, I mean, they, you know, they really made Iron Man come off as like the bad guy for that. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, so I felt like this is a chance to like, oh, Iron Man could be on the right side of things this time. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. If only he weren't in a box. He's just not in a box. <laughs> He's just in a box now. Okay. Well, well, that's great. So right. that that kind of let me down. Uh, so I'm kind of, I'm not as jazzed about some stuff with Marvel that I that I have been. But there are like individual titles, like Division by Tom King. Uh-huh. Really good. In fact, we should do a read-through of that. Division? Uh, I, yes. I think we'd both really enjoy that one, especially if we like Sheriff Babylon. Uh-huh. And we did like his uh, Tom King's work on Batman. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, the vision would be worth a worth a read for us to kind of go through. I might be reading Tom King right now. I got so I got some some great stuff for Christmas. Some super fun, super awesome, nerdy stuff. Uh, I got I don't know if you saw like I posted, but I got a Rainbow Batman set. What? So all these action figures that are all different. It's like Batman in like six, seven. Six different colors. Uh, yes, I've seen. That's really cool. You yeah, got that. I did. Awesome. And my brother got it for me, which is really great. And he was explaining. So I would be interested in reading this arc because <laughs> he's explaining to me like why Rainbow Batman. And from what he said, what I understand is like that Robin, Bra- the, not Robin, but the you know uh, his his alter Robin's his alter ego. Who am I talking about? Dick Grayson. Was or it Dick Bruce Grayson? Wayne? Okay, I guess it was Dick Grayson. So he breaks his arm. And so his arm's like in a sling or something. And Batman is basically, Bruce Wayne's basically like, uh, to distract people from seeing your arm, because that'll give you away, I'm going to wear a different colored bat suit. (laughs) So from what I understand, like that's what happens. And so this is based on that. So I have all these cool Batman. So I'd be interested in reading that. Um, And uh, I also got this really beautiful set of, oh, okay. So this is a, collection Ooh. of hardcover hardback hardbacks hardcovers hardcovers it's a batman series and it's um like the owls uh court of owls court of owls it's three of them okay it's three big volumes and they're hardback oh nice in a set and it's the same writer uh scott snyder and it's Greg scott is yes it's scott snyder and Greg capullo thank you and uh sorry guys i've got allergies and one medication my brain is broken <laughs> so uh I started reading that, and it's been really great. Interesting. I'll be yeah. curious to see what you think of this take of Scott Snyder is on Batman, okay. if you like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I should go back and reread those, too, because it's, uh, yeah, it's been a little while since I first read those, like, New 52 Batman titles. Okay. Is that uh, what it is, New 52? Yeah, it, that was so, yeah, because, but unlike, like, the rest of the universe, with uh, except for Green Lantern, or Batman kind of did that reboot, but uh-huh. then Batman was so popular that they just kind of kept the storylines, and they had kind of continuity intact. So okay. It's like, okay. This is, yeah, this is, it's a really big, pretty set. So I got those, and then I got, um, oh, I also got the uh, the 66 Batman TV show on Blu-ray. It's like a, uh, it's like a limited yes. edition. It comes with a little Batmobile. I have been struggling to not buy that all year. Every time I see it, I pick it up, and I'm like, oh, I just can't spend this much money on myself right now. And then my brother got it for me. For Christmas, Man, so. pretty cool yeah, brother. Yeah, I got some pretty cool. Yeah, I got both my brothers got me amazing, like, Batman things. Man, look at that. Um, so, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I hit, there was a sale on Comixology that I hit that's, like, that I'm trying out a couple of different titles. Uh, I think it was, it was an IDW sale. 
Yo, oh, the, the, man, all right, this time of year is great. This and Black Friday, two oh, great yeah. times for sales on Comixology. So, yeah, IDW's had a sale, Marvel's had a sale, DC had a sale, uh-huh. uh, where you get one for, uh, you get all DC titles for 60% off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I so. did some damage on that one. Did you? What'd you yes. pick up? Uh, man, I, the one thing I was bummed, I was I wanted to pick up some issues of uh, Teen Titans, the mm-hmm. Marv Wolfman, George Perez run. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll wait and do that. And I thought, because I thought the sale went through New Year's weekend. Uh-huh. I was like, I'll just go back and get those. And then it ended on the 29th. So I'm like, ah, that or uh, for some reason, I was just really jazzed and wanted to do like the, buy the whole series for uh, Vigilante. Uh, that was Mar- He spun out of Teen Titans. Uh, in fact, he's in the season of Arrow, if you watch Arrow. I don't oh. know if anybody would doing that. He's, yeah. Uh, Adrian Chase is a, uh, a, D, a district attorney who kind of takes the law into his own hands and becomes a vigilante. Uh, Do so, he and Daredevil just like hang out? Well, he's in, that's DC and Marvel. Oh, sorry. And uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but Marv Wolfman did a, a, a long run, 52 issues uh, with uh, the vigilante. So it's like, you know, I should do a read of that, especially when I kind of read exactly like the story arc for how that went like that seemed really intriguing mm. so i was like all right that might be fun to read cool go back and read some of uh, marv wolfman in his late 80s early 90s kind of purple prose kind of period which mm. would be kind of cool yeah so but of course i missed that sale so i'm gonna have to wait until the next like 50 percent <laughs> off sale for dc to go so back you're gonna wait till black friday <laughs> 2017. Yeah. So we'll revisit this in 10 months. Well, occasionally throughout <laughs> the year, like DC will do like that, uh, their buy one, get one free kind oh, of deal. Oh, okay, yeah. They usually maybe around like uh, Memorial Day or 4th of July, they'll probably do it. So you only so, have six months to Yeah, wait. so uh, I think I can make it to that. <laughs> seven months, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, but what else did I pick up there? Oh, a bunch of Firestorms, Blue Beetles, uh, New Gods, uh, okay. DC Comics Presents. That was an old school... Uh, their DC version of team uh, team up book. Uh, they had Brave and the Bold and DC Comics Presents. So Brave and the Bold was Batman and somebody else, and DC Comics Presents was Superman and somebody else. Oh, okay. So cool. I picked up a bunch of those titles. Uh, some some Wonder Woman, some earlier Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I feel there's a few more that I want to pick up there too. But yeah, I picked up a lot of old school stuff. Not cool. so much of the recent stuff. All right. A lot of old school stuff. Neat. Because I feel like. The recent stuff I've already been buying regularly, so those the, this was nice to be able to go back into. DC's been doing a really good job of putting up a lot of series, uh, in their like uh, for like a dollar ninety nine. So it's been great to find like some old like seventies, eighties, and nineties titles being re released. That's cool. That uh, like all right, I'm gonna start snapping these all up then. Especially because sometimes they're just harder to find, like in 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 a store, yeah. you know, like in paper. There's one. There's a Justice League series that only went for ten issues. That uh, Mike Perlbeck, who was one of my favorite artists, who passed away unfortunately at a really young age, I think it was uh, diabetes. I think oh. that ended up killing him. Uh, but uh, he did a version of the Justice Society of America, and uh, it, there was talk about it was going to be on trade paperback because I was I, on a trip over the summer when I was doing the dog show. Uh-huh. Uh, I was like, oh, I saw a whole collection of those ten issues. I was like. I should wait because uh, I, I heard that it was coming out on trade. So I was like, all right, I'll let, I'll, I won't get the little 10 issues right there at the comic shop. Yeah. I'll wait. And then the trade is like, take, it's been delayed. Uh, it's not coming no. out. Because I figured once the trade comes out, then it's going to be available digitally on Comixology and right. then I'll just get it then. So I just had, because it's so much easier than this than buying the single issues and then they're just lost somewhere in my, my, my big comic box later. So, <laughs> but so that's been my frustration because I really want to read those again. Yeah. Because in my head, uh, I've placed like so much. When you think about you built stories, them up. yeah, yeah, like I was like, oh my gosh, I remember reading these so much originally and loving them so much. So, it'd be interesting to go back and read those and go like, oh, maybe they weren't. So good. <laughs> so they, maybe go back and you like listen to stand up that you used to love when <laughs> yeah. you were like ten, and you're like, ha ha, and you're like, oh, it does not hold up. <laughs> so sad. It's like but such I, a bummer. 
True, but I feel like sometimes when you li- li- uh, listen to stuff like that, you uh, can appreciate it just because you think of all like the the funny moments that you had with friends as you're all listening to something right. like that. Yeah, and you laugh more about like the the memories of that experience as opposed to like the actual material. You you can make that distinction where you're like the material's not so good, but but that I memory still... of association. Yeah, then you still like all right, it's terrible, but I still <laughs> it's terrible, but it's my terrible. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's good. Do, do you have any? comic book new year's resolutions anybody that you like really want to read or any like a genre you want to delve into you know there uh a number you want to hit (laughs) a number i want to hit what's dangerous on uh especially those comic book sales is that there's i i'm a sucker you put something on sale and i have even like the faintest inkling like oh yeah that'd be kind of cool to read i'll buy it yeah which is terrible because you know it's just as bad as like buying real books and like filling up your books about shelf but it's so much easier when it's <laughs> digital and it's not really taking up physical space right it's hard but i can i can burn through money like crazy on like a sale of comicsology jim gaffigan talks about that he talks about how now instead of having like photo albums and old yearbooks, we just have like old computers. He's like, yeah. everybody has like old computers. Like, oh, that's my vacation computer. That's this, that's this. Because it's like, we just, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all the photos just now, instead of being in an album, they're just like on a laptop in your closet. Yeah, and you you're know? like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, you like, can't get rid of it. It's got all those <laughs> photos on there. But you're like, yeah, but it doesn't even work anymore. Yeah, so how do you even get those photos out of there? Yeah, you can't. Yeah. No. Uh, I picked up, because uh, they're doing, in fact, they're doing this sale right now. They're, uh, uh, half off these their indie titles on Comicsology, mm-hmm. so I picked up uh, Monsterology because that seemed intriguing. Captain Canuck, Doc Unknown, some like independent titles that seemed like all right. This would be kind of interesting to read. Uh, whether I'm, when am I going to have the time to read all this? I mean, I barely have enough time to read what, D, what we have time to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC had a big collection of uh, like sixty percent off uh, their big huge uh, trades for the year. So like Slash and Burn is a vertical title about a firefighter who's also was an arsonist as a child. Oh, that's pretty cool. And gets involved in uh, like a, a crime scene happens at where a burned body starts like tying back into her her uh, childhood activities and she starts getting that itch again. Mm. So seems intriguing. And uh, she's a female firefighter. Yeah, that's cool too. Uh, picked up a bunch of stuff with the image titles. Yeah, uh, oh, I like it. Picked up Moonshine. I hate Fairy. I, I picked up Moonshine too. <clears throat> I haven't gotten to read it though yet. Have you? No, neither have I. And I got um. Uh, I got that. I got Monstrous. Monstrous. Southern Bastards. Yep. Picked up Southern Bastards. Black Monday Murders. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. Uh, Autumn Lands. Low. Yeah. Uh, I picked up some Lumberjanes from. Yeah, the I picked UBC. up Lumberjanes because I keep reading such great things yes, about Lumberjanes. You know, we should do one of those. We uh, should do little Lumberjanes. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Uh, I haven't read. And I bought them all, but I haven't read any of them. Yet. Yeah, I I loaded up on some of those too, just because I keep hearing such great things about it, and uh, and I've like picked it up in the shop a couple of times, and I haven't actually purchased it. So Lumberjanes would be great. Hold on, please. <coughs> oh, oh, bless oh you. Oh my gosh, I've been holding in that sneeze for like forty-five minutes. Feeling better? Yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot. There's a lot there. I, I want to read. I don't know. I think that. I was thinking about this. Like, well, what do we? You know, what do I want to do next year? What do we want to like kind of accomplish? I would love to have more industry professionals because I think when we had the guys from uh, Pathfinder and Deadpool, that was so yes, great. Yes, loved it. So I loved that. Um, and I think that it was just really informative. So, you know, if you guys want to come back, come on back, guys. Um, yeah. But we'll work on getting more interviews, talking to people. Yeah, getting some more interviews and, and kind of getting a grasp on, you know, how these things are made and, uh, and, and kind of getting that perspective. 
And I would love to read some more stuff too that's that's uh, a little more independent. Yeah. Uh, well, lesser known. Uh, the other things I've been picking up too uh, was they will end up doing like these foreign uh, collections oh. uh, from Europe comics or humanoids and stuff like that. Uh, usually, which is nice, like 64 or 72 pages for, you know, like two, three bucks yeah. on Comixology. So I've been picking up a lot of those. And they're mostly out of Europe? Yeah. So they're, uh, they've are they been translated, though. So it's great. So they're all in English now. But, like, the art in there, there's a lot of beautiful art in that. That's really cool. European comics. So I was like, all right, maybe I should try to read more of those as well, too. So I picked up a bunch of those on sale. And they're cool. always, they're, usually once a week, there's always some titles on sale in Comixology about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. I think that's kind of just broadening a little bit. Um, I think is really good. So, oh, Paper Girls. I really enjoyed Paper Girls. Have yeah, you read that yet? I've read the first two issues, and then I bought all the way up to the, uh, ten. Yeah. Uh, so that one, and that's you know one that's currently going. That's uh, that I'm, I'm really enjoyed. I just picked up the second volume. I haven't read it yet. It's at home. Oh, nice. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I get like uh, caught up on Saga, or in terms of buying. All, it's like I bought all the books. Like I'm, yeah. I'm like up to date on all these titles. But now I just have to read them all. Yeah. Seven to Eternity, like a new title that's on it from Image. Surgeon X, another new title. Uh, I, I know we talked about this before because you saw this title and you're like, eh, should I get it? The Double Life of Miranda Turner? Yeah. So I picked that up too. Yeah. Is that the one? Did you recommend that one, Trevor? Double Life of Miranda Turner? No? Where did I get Trevor, it? Trevor was very adamant. He was He's just like, like no, no, do not. not me. <laughs> Leave me out of this. Uh, yeah. Someone that you recommended that was like, it was sitting out there and it it has like it had gold foiling on the cover do you remember i'm really putting on the spot i apologize mm-hmm. we can cut this out well, uh, no keep it keep it in remember multiversity. somebody sent somebody sent it to you to read oh um was it one of the like uh, it's like really cutesy looking american born chinese or yeah i think oh, so yes okay there you go that one for a second yeah that or like boxers boxers and saints is really good yeah uh, also, Jen Wang sent me, who's amazing. What are they, right? Uh, Jen Wang, she just wrote this book that I got that got sent to me, uh, Coco Be Good, which is good. Okay, cool. Uh, Thank you. First second, first second comics, they are... First second, first, first second, second com- yes, that, okay, so I've picked up several of theirs because we talked about it, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and I, I, it appeals to me, they appeal to me. I basically haven't purchased anything in a while because I did all the Christmas shopping and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do any shopping for a while. Um, but they're on my list, that that, uh, that publisher. Yeah. Um, I mean, they do everything that's not superheroes. Like, that's their, their jam. They do historical stuff. They do um, sort of fiction-based uh, stuff. They do, yeah, they do. They sort of fill in the gap between superheroes and, and like, the more, like, teen drama stuff that you see, like, yeah. during a Teflon or... Like yeah. the scholastic stuff that you would see. So there's sort of the bridge between like that like young adult and like if, if I read that, will that make me relevant with the youths? Probably. <laughs> with the youths. <laughs> the youths will appreciate it. Great. Then I'm in. <laughs> All I want is approval of millennials. That's right. Aren't we are we mil- where are we? Are we millennials? Mm, I don't think so. We're like no. older. We're like too old to be millennials. I think we're I think are we Gen X? I think we're no wait. No, we're no. between millennial. We're millennial X's. That'd be cool. Ooh, that's a nice title. It's the name of. All right, put add that on the list. I'm gonna write. Yeah, the, that's right. <laughs> write millennial X's. The, if you got through high school, or if, if basically if high if you got through high school without a MySpace or a Facebook, you're like you're uh, millennial X. 
Oh. Because okay. we're technically millennials. Uh-huh. Because um, I was born in, like, 86. We're like technically kind of millennials because we fit that cusp. Okay. Um, but I think there's definitely a distinction between our first half of the group who grew up, like, without the internet. Right. Grew up without all this stuff. And, our, and then the people who grew up after. Yeah, it's so interesting to me. So my, my baby brother, who just moved out, if he's listening, hi, Hunter. Love you. Um, he, so he's my roommate for years. But we're eight years apart. And so, do it. yeah, so I was like, as an example to somebody, we, you know, he was sitting in the living room, like, reading, and I, <laughs> I was talking with a friend of mine who's my age, maybe a little older, about the internet. We're talking about it and, like, getting the internet, and he's not really paying any attention. And I lean over and I go, Hunter. He's like, yeah, I call him Honk, actually. It's probably like, Honk, uh, do you remember not having the internet in the house? And he's like, no, nah, I always had it. I was like, Really? He's like, yeah, I, we always had it. <laughs> I was wow. like, fine. But that's so weird, right? That it's is. just such a weird thing because, I mean, I feel like because my dad worked with, com- you know, he worked with computers and was, you know, worked with accounts and things like that. Like, we had the internet. But I feel like w- my house, I feel like we actually had a computer before most people did. So I still remember, like, oh. floppy disk wow. games and stuff. You know what I mean? And just being all jazzed. And here he grew up completely. And he's, you know, he's also just, like, not on Facebook. He's really over Facebook. So he, the kids, the youths like Reddit, which is not Facebook. But he's, like, super active on Reddit. And I finally had to be like, what is Reddit? I don't know what that is. And it's just, it's like a. Like a message board. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a big message board. But for me, I was like, how is that easy to navigate? Oh, it's insane. It, it is. is. It's it crazy. It is bonkers going down that reddit rabbit hole it's nuts but like it is funny because now you know my dad is very active on facebook and all of his friends are super active on facebook and all the youths have kind of abandoned it they're kind of like ah facebook is for old people and i'm like i can't really argue with you (laughs) you know i can't really do it yeah but i I feel like like reddit just seems more like hey i think you're like sharing opinions and thoughts and stuff like that man i don't know if you don't necessarily you're not using that as like, hey, as a platform to promote, like, hey, make sure you check out this great thing I'm well, doing. Well, that's what it is, though, right? I think that for you and I, because of the industry that we're in and potentially in Trevor, too, it's like it, you do need it for – it's so stupid because, you know, you and I have both been actors and, you know, hosts and you more so than me. But have you gone on inter- on auditions where they ask you to list, like, your handles and your followers and yeah. all that? Uh, where it's just they care more about your social media they do. than they, your actual talent. They really do. So I think that – you know, for us, it's that's why as many times as I want to completely disable my Facebook because I find it very exhausting, like we were talking about, I'm like, well, shit, I can't, I have to kind of have it like for work and stuff, you know? So the best that I can do is that I don't, I don't respond very well to Facebook messages. I just, I'm not on, I've already got email, a bazillion email accounts, you know? So I usually don't get Facebook messages until they've already been in my inbox for a while, you know? Um, so, because now it sends me an alert, even like when people are, it's like so-and-so is, I just sent you a friend request. I'm like, I don't, then, then I'll maybe see the friend request. Like, you don't need to send me a message about it. <laughs> but I think it's interesting that so many, you know, uh, true millennials, like young millennials have kind of, they're like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm off of it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, when you, your nuptials happen uh-huh. later this year in 20 aught 17 uh-huh. um, <laughs> <laughs> will you uh, will you have to be uh, tweaking your email handles? Well, this is one of the reasons I have. <laughs> this is one of the reasons that I have extra emails is because I was like, listen, I don't want to be getting all this wedding stuff after we're married, like because I know is after you're married, you're still gonna get stuff from the knot, and. 
these different honeymoon sites that find your information and like registry sites. And I was like, I don't want to be getting all that in my personal email because I've got so much spam already. So I created an account for both of us because we actually have a um, – so we've done improv, two-person improv together, Guzenbar. So it's mm. like a combination of our two names. And I was like, well, this is good because we'll both have access to this. So you can respond to wedding stuff. If I'm not available or whatever, you can open this respond. And then afterwards, we've got an email address for when we do improv shows together. There you go. So for me, I was like, great. So I have a wedding, which is nice for me because it's flipping off a different switch in my brain. Yeah. Right? I don't have to like go through and like wade through all these things. I know that when I log that email address, I'm going to be dealing with like wedding-specific stuff. Are you going to then now legally change your last name to Guzenbar? I, Both of you guys should? Well, we, we should just change it to Guzenbar because it's a hybrid. No. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is change my last name legally, but... For professionally, you'll keep it. For professionally, it. I'll keep my... Barnsey. Yeah, Barnes. Barnes. yeah <laughs> and I'm going to make everybody say name. it like that. <laughs> Barnsey. Yeah, I want to be just just friends with everyone. <laughs> everybody <laughs> call me my last name like a dude. Uh, yeah, so I think just because his name is like really hard to say and hard to pronounce, and yeah. it's a lot of... It's like all the vowels. vowels. A lot of vowels in that. Yeah, and I like it. It's got character, you know, but... Changing your name is so I don't think difficult. I've ever said his last name in real life, ever. Give it a shot. Guzniak? No. Cl- not, actually, not too bad. Guznicek. Oh! That's his last name is Guznicek. So, uh, soup's Polish. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm actually I'm not, a, I'm not opposed. It's just like, uh, I think, again, it's all like, it sounds like such a douchey conversation for us to be having again. To be like, well, in the industry, it sounds so stupid. But... It is harder. Like, could you imagine, like, now with all the stuff on your resume and your reel and all your social media bullshit being like, I'm my last name's different and getting all your credits and stuff changed? That's why Happy Go Jackie, man. It's a great Twitter handle. You don't (laughs) have to worry about what what happens with my name. It's fine. Happy Go Jackie is timeless. You're right. Happy Go Jackie is timeless. (laughs) If only people could somehow associate that with you. Um, yeah, I probably have made a terrible choice making that my, uh, no, my social good. media handles. It's good, uh, and my you know my and my social media is the same. But like on IMDb and stuff, moving everything over is, and verifying like, nope, I'm this person now. You know, it's it's harder. Did you think about doing a hyphen? Yeah, but that's so much. Barnes Guzenchek. That's great. Amanda Barnes Guzenchek. That's so much. Mm. Or uh, why, why can't it be Guzenchek Barnes? I think traditionally, isn't it your your name first and then their name? Do you want to do you want to be a trend follower or a trendsetter? I'm a trendsetter because I'm not taking his name professionally. See, so there you go. Uh, but it's nothing against him. I guess I'm just like a I'm just like a you know dirty. I, I wish I could say I was like I'm like a dirty feminist. It's not even it's not even that. It's just like well, it's just your name is hard to say. <laughs> uh, our, our pal Maggie Keegan, of course, got married. She did. She yes. did. Uh, but she hyphenated her last name. What's her full name? Uh, Keegan Landis. See, but that's not even that's not hard to say. Maggie Keegan Landis is easier to say than Amanda Guznicek, just Guznicek, much less Barnes Guznicek. I I I. Uh... Guzenbar, I feel like that's just... Guzenbar's good, right? Yeah, that's our two-person improv yeah, team name. Yeah, she should just be Amanda Guzenbar. Mike Guzenbar. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, what an interesting name. People would ask, like, what an interesting name. What's the origin? And then I get to be like, oh, we just combined our names and 
And, you know, it's like our, like we're like one spirit and one heart. <laughs> one name joining both of our names together. I would applaud anybody that had the the moxie to, like, we're going to come up with our own unique new last name. People do it. I, and I, I, I've never met anybody that's done that. I've heard of people doing that, but I yet have met, met, met in real person, real life. Ever met anybody that's like, yep, we just came but, up with a last name. But you probably know people who don't have their given names because you know actors. What were you about to say, Chuck? Oh, I think right here, Ryan Koontz from... Yeah, I know Ryan Koontz. I think he just changed his last name to Ryan Koontz House, and that's a combination of his and, him and his wife's last name. Oh. That sounds right. like a real name, too. Yeah. I give it up. Look All at right. that. There you so go. Just, you know, you've got time. You've got, you know, you got a lot of, you know, like 10 months. Workshop this Guzman bar. Really, give it some serious <laughs> thought, guys. Yeah, we should. I I think too. Um, it's one of those things where you know we're professionally because he's also uh, going to be pursuing acting and writing stuff. If we wrote anything together, then it's nice to be able to be like Amanda Barnes and Michael Guznicek because it looks like we're a writing duo. Right, it doesn't look like we're married per se, so I think that it it looks good because when people pick up a script, they're not going to be like, "Oh, it's a married couple." Like, what are we going to get when we hire them? Married people drama. <laughs> I like that. That's so they think like... that they're just like, "Oh, these people are just like writing part," and then they learn that we're married and that we like get along really well. I'm like, "What a happy, fun surprise!" Please, here's a giant novelty check. Take all the monies. <laughs> That's how I picture it going down in my head. But I think it's also one of those things where you can, you know, if there's a job that I think that he is right for and they ask me to refer someone, then I can refer him without them being like, you're just referring him because he's your husband, you know? You know what? I am. And he happens to be incredibly talented and gifted in the sack. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> I'd say more about that, but maybe my dad's listening. <laughs> I don't think he is. I don't think he's listening anymore. I think he listened to the first couple to be supportive, and then he's like, "What do I know about comics and things?" And then stopped. Mm, but right. I'll know. The ultimate test will be if I, if in a few weeks I get a text that's like, "Hey, I still listen," uh, and I'll be like, "All right, Dad, thanks." <laughs> yeah. So go. We got kind of talked about New Year's uh, comic book resolutions. Yes. What we want to accomplish. Um, kind of the favorite things. Yeah. What do we have? Well, there were a lot of lows in 2016 just in the year. Oof. Did you have anything this year that you're like, mm, I could have done without reading that? Uh, you know, that Harley wanna... Quinn read that we did, oh, man, yeah, I just right. did not enjoy Neither that. Neither of us enjoyed that. Suicide Squad no. and Harley Quinn. Didn't we do both? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, Reaper? you know, I still like, cause right now they're doing a big, uh, Suicide Squad Justice League crossover. Uh-huh. And it's like this rebirth has done a little bit better with Suicide Squad, but it's still not the Suicide Squad. When we read the the original issues uh-huh. from the series back in the 80s, like that was the stuff I really enjoyed of the Suicide Squad. Like this version of it, like it's just still, it's closer, but it's just not there enough for you to like, it just, it bugs me. It, like the differences and the ways that I don't like it just bugs me enough to where like I'm always distracted as I'm reading. Like, oh, this is not quite what I want. Yeah. But I I'm think that, re- that that might be... One of the few books that, during this podcast, both of us were like, nah, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. That just, both of us were like yeah. that with. I don't know, just that Harley Quinn stuff, it just, I guess, you know, there's just, you know, some things aren't uh, my cup of tea. And I yeah. guess like that Harley Quinn, that, I don't know, like, I feel like that, I, I equate her with Deadpool in that sense, where it's like, man, more often than not, I'm probably not going to read a Deadpool story. Huh. Because just that constant, like, that bit. That wink? Yeah, that wink just gets annoying after a while. Yeah. And this this Harley Quinn really tipped the scales into being like, no, yeah, enough. Um, what about you? 
same. That was a bad run. I wouldn't be opposed to reading. Because here's the thing. When I first was like, oh, Harley Quinn. Ugh. And then the more that I've read about her, like read, like, oh, here's what some writers have done with her. And here's kind of her story. I think that the idea of her character is interesting. Right? And that she was a doctor. Yeah. Like a, you know, that she's, I think that I don't ever see her written to the top of her intelligence. I think that's maybe what bothers me. You know, then maybe you should read these last couple issues of Suicide Squad because they're uh, the the hook of that. Is, of course, they get like General Zod. Uh-huh. They rescue him out of the uh, the Phantom Zone, and as they're releasing him, the energy that's being uh, in this black sphere that they've held him in, uh-huh. the energies of that have been driving everybody in Bell Rev, the the prison, they're uh-huh. kind of insane. Uh-huh. And Harley Quinn, since she's already insane, those energies drive her sane. And so you get to see her uh, like the only sane person in that whole prison penitentiary that's kind of melting down. And so it's, it's up to her to kind of save the day using her sanity. Is she still like all obsessed with the Joker, though? No, like she's completely sane, which is really? interesting to see Harley huh. Quinn like, you know, pre uh, encounters with the Joker, just using her knowledge and stuff. Uh, and that, yeah, yeah. So that might be that might be more interesting to me i guess i just i feel like there's potential there but for the amount of attention that that character has gotten i'm just like oh she's just i feel everything i read she feels super like one note to me yeah you know so it um, makes me want to read back the because uh carl kessel and terry and rachel dotson did a harley quinn series uh of early 2000s mm-hmm. that it makes me and I do have them so I, I want to go back and reread them because I remember enjoying that at the time Yeah, but it would be nice to go back and read that again because I feel like that was just enough of a variation and a, uh, of that character that I enjoyed more than this version I feel like in the in the right hands and not to say that anybody that has been writing for her is qualified by any stretch but for me personally I feel like in, the, in something that suits more like what I want to see her as you know, I would be game, but I agree with the run that we, the, the stuff we read this, you know, last year. I, I think that we both. I was also a little disappointed with Umbrella Academy, mm. but for different reason. I actually don't think. I think that I was really jazzed about reading Umbrella Academy, and I kept seeing like how how highly it was spoken of. Yes. And I, I was like, oh yeah, all right. Mm. When I was done with it, I was, I don't know, I was like so jazzed to read it, and I was kind of like, hmm. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, questions. Yeah, I mean, I read it and it's like, okay, nice, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, that's so great. Yeah, I was fully like committed and because I love the cover. You know, the art was different than what I'm used to seeing, which isn't you know necessarily good or bad, just different. So I was fully prepared to be like, this sounds awesome. Like this is going to be one of those cool things that I'm just like really into, uh, and I, I was a little disappointed. But I don't want to end on a negative note. Uh, no, oh, but I read uh, a lot of great stuff. Oh yeah, because I uh, know we were. Uh, and speaking of that, we were talking about uh, Umbrella Academy, the art. For, oh, no, oh, I lost it. I had something that was positive about that, but wah, wah, we'll wah, never wah. know. We'll, what ne- it we'll was. never know. But, uh, just imagine and a that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is what we call a cliffhanger. A very glowing statement. Except it might not get answered. We yes. Know. No. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, even though. Uh, oh, uh, that was what it was. Uh, Gerard Way. You know, the uh, Umbrella Academy. Okay, but he's been doing that Young Animals line now. DC, where he's uh-huh. died doing Doom Patrol. Uh, Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Uh, Shade the Changing Girl and. Uh, Gosh, lady, oh whatever her name is. There's a like a, a different like a vigilante in, in Gotham City, and I can't remember her name. It's escaping me right now. Uh, but uh, it's not Lady Gotham. 
No, not Lady Gotham. Lady Gotham. Go Lady Gotham. Lady Gotham. <laughs> but uh, Cape Carson has a cybernetic guy. Really enjoying. Okay. Yes. Good. So there you go. It was a you know overall I think in here it was a it was a tumultuous year in politics and entertainment, but I think we had a pretty good year. Look at that. I think we had a pretty Ooh. good year. Yeah. And of course, the person that's made us sound so good all year long. Mr. Trevor Reese. Yes. Look That's at that. Right. Yeah. Yay. A little applause for uh, Also has a podcast here on the Nerdist School podcasting channel. That's right. Podcast yes. Two Worlds. He's, you had some super exciting stuff happen this year. Yes. In fact, I uh, had a great interview if you guys have a chance. Uh, it was it just the last episode with Scott Collins. Yeah. Last yes. There yeah. you go. So uh, artist of many things. Uh, but uh, since uh, Trevor's uh, podcast is more about the Flash, mm-hmm. uh, talking to him about his, his Flash run, but also the other stuff that he's been doing. He's currently doing Blue Beetle right now for the DC. Which you love. Time. I've never read Blue Beetle. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I enjoyed the, uh, the pre-New 52 stuff, uh-huh. uh, with Jimmy Reyes's character. It was a nice little callback. I mean, I'm always a sucker for Ted Cord, but, uh. This this has been it's been nice to have a little bit closer to what I was used to reading. Great, cool. So yeah, yes. check that one out. Check out all the other podcasts. Uh, we're a part of the Nerdist School Network now, so please check out their podcast. All kinds of fun, smart, quirky things on uh, on the network. So yeah, check those out. What do we uh, very quickly before we wrap up? What do we want to uh, read for next time? I know we mentioned Lumberjanes, and there yes. was something else that was. Uh, we we have two things which uh-huh. we could do the next two weeks if we want. We have Lumberjanes, but then we also have Multiversity too. Oh yeah. So which one would you rather tackle first? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna need more time to read Multiversity. So let's read Lumberjanes. Let's go. Well, you want to do more independent? We're gonna hop right let's, into it. A little independent uh, Lady Power. Uh, yeah. Lumberjanes right off the bat. I love it. I yeah, love it. Great. Well, we're gonna read some Lumberjanes. We're gonna read some I'm excited. Lumberjanes. Great. Perfect. So we're gonna do that. We'll be uh, reading that for next time. Um, thank you so much. If you guys are with us from last year, thank you for staying with us for a whole new year. Let us know what you want to hear about. If you want to contact. Uh, me on Instagram, it's at Comic Book Novice on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Frank? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram uh, at Happy Go Jackie. Uh, that's C K I E. Not a Y. Not a I-E. Y. I E. That's right. Or both of us, if you want to uh, email us, you yeah. email the novice and Frank. Yeah, if you have reading suggestions uh, or if you're, you, you have a book that you'd like us to read and talk about or if your creator wants to come on yeah, and uh, pitch it. do a little gab with us, we'd, uh, we're always happy. That's to, right. We'd to love to chat. have you. Yeah. So uh, we will be back recording here. Same bat time, same bat channel. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, we're talking about some Lumberjanes action. That's right. And we'll play ourselves out. That's right. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I, blank for, I went blank for a whole second there. The champagne pours into the glass. And everyone sings Old Lang Syne. Then they do a big spooch. I don't know what that means. It sounded really foul. But the good news is we're back this year, 2017. Talking comics and pop culture on The Novice and and Frank. Frank. I gotta learn to get some singing lessons. Seriously, twenty seventeen. <laughs> What's a smooch? Spooch. Did you say I, spooch? Did I, say, I thought I said smooch, but if I said spooch, that's I don't know what a spooch is. Bye, everybody. <laughs>